Well, ready. Kevin, you don't look like you're ready for Meadowlark. <laughs> Thanks. We told, we told him earlier he looked like a, like a slightly better looking Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Welcome to Talk to Townies. I'm Steve. I'm Ben. And we have Aggieville legend Kevin Pierce here. <laughs> You may know Aggieville for its late night uh, scene. Kevin dabbles more so in the early morning scene. Blue but also, also late night. But also late night. Well, in terms, of, in terms of his business, uh, what's no. the word I'm like, adventures. Well, yeah, varsity. Though. Yeah, you got some yeah. late night varsity, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, you're up before any other owner, I think. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Uh, so tell us your credentials. What have you been a part of in, as your time in Manhattan? Uh... Well, uh, yeah, I've been, been in Manhattan for, for quite a while, uh, and I've, I mean, my first business in Manhattan was actually a bed and breakfast a couple of blocks from campus, uh, and that was, like, I think I was 25, I guess, when I did that, but uh, worked at, at Harry's, uh, worked at Rockabelly, Kites, you know, kind of all, yeah, ki- yes, yes, Kites. I mean, it was it was kind of the tail end of the heyday for kites uh, when I when I bartended there, and uh, I'm sure I'm missing some other places. But now, currently, I own uh, Blue Stem Bistro and Varsity Donuts, and out of out of the bistro too, we we also do uh, uh, Greek catering. So we have fraternities and sororities that we do all of their meals for them too so so still that's even kind of in the college you know right. realm of, of things but with with varsity uh kind of what ben was alluding to I mean, we have the late night food truck uh so we open at 10 o'clock on on thursday uh, so we're open thursday friday saturday but 10 to about two thirty in the morning and uh you know we just kind of crank crank the Crank people through there. That is an so, insane line. In the, it is an insane line. In the window. Line. Yeah. Well, we had the we had a window yeah. at the bistro for a yeah. little while too. That was a little bit harder because it was on Morrow and we couldn't kind of really create our own little space. It was kind of lost in, it, in all yeah. the noise of, of Morrow Street. I like that. I like that. I was I, I, I know I'm I'm not the ideal see here's my thing. Pretty much everybody comes in here. I have like some weird little thing that they did yeah. that I was like one of the only patrons and I just wasn't <laughs> successful enough in convincing him. I was like, hey, that was a great idea. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't own a business. <laughs> it's like everybody's like, that was actually our worst selling item. <laughs> I was like, that was my favorite. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I, I, went, uh, I went to the window a few times. That was a good yeah. time. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's cool that, uh, that you're carrying it on with... Uh, with the truck. Yes. I, I appreciate yeah. the late night. Yeah, absolutely. Late night snack food. So real quick, you, you said you owned a bed and breakfast at 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had some bed and breakfast type experiences at 25, but they weren't uh, traditional bed and breakfast fare. It was more right. like, uh, I've got these hangover you know, fiends in my house. I want to get rid of them. How do I do that? Probably cook them some food and try to sober them up and get That's them right, out of here. Get them out of here. Was that essentially your business, or what? What was? Uh, well, no, actually, I mean, so we were. Uh, it was just a couple blocks from campus, and uh, and and this was actually with with uh, Kirsten, who has the chef downtown, uh, and and it, you know, we had five rooms, and and. Uh, 
I mean, we did a lot of business with K-State, and yeah, I mean, we did kind of a full on breakfast. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a nice nice place, uh, and so did that for a few years. You know, before we, before selling it. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I uh, so I didn't. So so what was like your first experience with like bed and bre- like bed and breakfast? What was like? How did you get into that? Like, yeah, what was your you, inspiration? Because here, let me just. Sorry, I'm gonna. I know you're like the guest and you're supposed to talk, (laughs) but I, um, I didn't even know really what a bed and breakfast was. And for my wedding night, I rented a bed and breakfast and I I had no idea like anything about it. And I just like rented it and, and you know, got into room and then in the morning, like we get up and we're like, okay, let's get our stuff, get out of here. And then people were like being like a little too friendly and I was yeah. like they were like trying to get me to eat breakfast and I was like no we're good we're just right. trying to check out here <laughs> and they were very insistent they were like no you should eat breakfast because it's yeah. bed and breakfast and I was right. just like no nah, I just want to leave thanks yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like we just got married we'd like to get out of here so no I mean so so how did you like I was very unfamiliar with that format yeah. so what was your well honestly I too was unfamiliar with that format when we started the, we kind of fell into it I mean we wanted to start some kind of business but you know 25 you don't have a whole lot of money and there there was this just amazing old house but it was completely run down and and it had all these college kids living there it had like 18 college kids living there I mean it was just trashed out house Mm -hmm. so we were able to get the house for really really I mean just a cheap house and, and we kind of went into business with a guy who was in construction, so he did most of the work in renovating the house. And really, we were able to use the house as kind of the leverage for, for the, the business. Because we got the house for so cheap, then, you know, we did all this work to it, and now the house is worth a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's how we were able to start our first business. But yeah, you're right. I mean, like my background's really a lot more in restaurants, not in the hotel side of things. But uh, we thought, well, there's no bed and breakfast in town. This is kind of a new thing. Let's do it. But since, I mean, I hadn't even been to a bed and breakfast myself <laughs> when I started. With, but but we, we didn't want it to be we kind of what we'd heard about a lot of bread, bed and breakfast. And then I, you know, of course, went and stayed at a couple when we were doing it. And and to be honest, not a huge fan of it. I mean, because a lot of times <laughs> right, it's, right. it's like literally someone's house, and they decide, oh, on the weekends we're gonna rent out this one room. Right. And you know, like one I stayed at. I mean, you walked through their living room, and they're sitting there on the couch watching TV with their cat on their lap and popcorn sitting out, and you kind of walk through their living room to get to your room, and you just feel like you're in someone's house and it's uncomfortable and you know you're you don't know these people but yet you're so I I wasn't that big of a fan of of the you know the model I guess and so we we tried to do it as much like a hotel I mean we the the lobby was really I mean it's all for the guests Uh, you know the, the rooms were all private all had their own bathrooms and um you know, just really try and and even breakfast like traditionally at a bed and breakfast they'll either just kind of put some food out or they'll say, "Oh, breakfast is at eight if you can make it," you know, and and then that's it. 
we, I mean, we would let people say, oh, we want to eat it. And, and this was hard on us. We want to have, this person's eating at 6.30, this person's eating at 11, you know, oh, and trying to make food for them at different times. And, uh, but we really wanted it to be as much like a hotel to right. where it was just, you know, your stay, it's, it's a nice place to stay, but you're not, they didn't feel like they were walking through our living room or anything like that. The hard part, though, too, is in the beginning, you, you, you work really hard on this place, but you keep thinking, all right, this is not our house. This is not, you know, I don't, if, because people are going to tear things up right. and do stupid things, you know, and you, you're like, well, it's not ours. This is not, I mean, this is all just for the guests, so it's fine. But as time goes on and you work hard on the place, you, you take ownership of it. And so you are mad when <laughs> it's like, why did you put wax candles on this red wax candle on this thing, you know, or whatever. It's right. like, come on, you know. So you did not live there then? Uh, no. Okay. No. Yeah. That would not be fun to yeah. have to wake up somewhere else yeah. and drive over there and make breakfast for somebody yeah. at 630. Yeah. 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 It's almost like if you have like people living in your basement that you don't want their... Is that a yeah. situation you're familiar with? No, I mean, with? I'm just saying, like, hypothetically. If I had, like, <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then after the bed and breakfast, what was, uh, what was kind of the next, next thing? Kites? Or was that, uh, was that contemporaneous? Or? I'm trying to... No, Kites was, Kites was college. That was a college oh, okay. job. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the... I, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, after that, uh, then... I'm trying to remember, I guess we... Took a little bit. I mean, I, I even I took a little bit of a break from restaurants because I'd been doing restaurants for so long, and I worked for K State for a little while for uh, the College of Engineering. But even while I was doing that, I had I had bought into the bistro and had a partner who was who was managing it. Uh, but then after a while, it just it wasn't a good fit. He didn't really like being in the restaurant. This world. was before it was the bistro, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, so it was Java originally in like 92 is when it started as Java and uh, we bought it in 2003. Oh, so you changed it pretty quick because it wasn't the name 2003 changed. or 2004 is when we changed the okay. name. Yeah, because we wanted it to be more than coffee. You mm -hmm. know, we wanted a name that we could kind of grow into. Right. But yeah. So far that seems like it's worked yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's, you know, name changes are hard and not always the, the best thing to do, but uh, I mean, it worked, but it, it took it took several years because every it'd been Java for so long. Everyone wanted to keep calling Java, and freshmen would would come to town and they would walk in the front door and they would just kind of be looking around, confused, and you know we'd say, "Can we help you?" And they're like, "Well, I'm supposed to meet some friends at Java, <laughs> and I think this is <laughs> when it says Blue Sim Bistro out front." Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it took a while. Well, let's get it. I mean, John Taffer's first rule is like you got to change the name. So uh, you yeah. guys followed the first rule, John yeah. Taffer. Yeah. Did you have to? Yeah. Did you have to yell at anybody? No, 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 no. yelling. That's no. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, you yeah. know, John Taffer is not hundred percent right yeah. all the time. Yeah. I do. It should be in the coffee fan. shop, John Taffer. John <laughs> coffee right. shop. He's really jazzed up on on coffee, oh, and just like yeah. yelling at people <laughs> in their morning. So, so what's why does he say you need to yell at people? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think in the bar world, maybe you just yell at people instinctually. Yeah. I don't know. It's you, well, he yeah. goes to failing, so it's yeah. not like they're successful, like, yeah. like you guys, but yeah. like, he goes to like ones that have like, he'll be yelling because they have like a roach infestation yeah. or they didn't, yeah. they didn't clean the grill right or yeah. they, 
they're they're just lazy owners sitting around. That's I mean right. he has reasons. It's not right. he's just right. a crazy so person yelling <laughs> randomly. He's got a very successful TV show. Yeah. I should talk. I'm gonna stop talking. About it. I'm <laughs> talk more about. Luckily, about John you. was not a spot where they needed a John. <laughs> no, no Bluestem did not need John Taffer, which right. is good. Yeah. So you guys just recently did like a complete redesign. We did. Yes. So what was what was the impetus for for the redesign? Well, we. I mean, honestly, we had needed to do that for a long time. I mean, it it opened in in '92, and you know, it just had been. Uh, you know, we we had done some minor things over the years, but uh, restaurants just you know they get a lot of wear and tear. Also, you need to update it and mm-hmm. stay relevant, and and uh, so we we really needed to do that, and and so it was it was nice. We just kind of ripped out all the the front bar area and, and all new cabinets, and we added uh, a lot of space for our bar. I mean, we've had alcohol in there. For I mean, 10, 12 yeah. years, but a lot of people don't even know we have alcohol because it was kind of hidden away. And so you know now there's actually a bar, and people come in and go, "Oh my gosh, you you sell alcohol?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, better part of a decade, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. So so it was good. I mean, we we needed to do that, and you know, it's a, some new excitement for it, and you know, I don't know, makes it so fresh. How did you reimagine? I mean, this is a long longer time ago but how did you reimagine kind of that alleyway and turn that into a space that I think is one of the best places in Aggieville to sit outdoors for the patio the the bistro yeah Yeah. well um, and and when we took that over that was uh, really kind of a bad space there was uh, bricks down and it was just yeah it was just this alley uh, and there were a few tables out there for the bistro, but no one really sat in there because, I mean, honestly, like at night, everybody would kind of just walk through there right. and they would go to the bathroom <laughs> there. I mean, it was it was a big spot Guilty. for going to the bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it was just bad. I mean, it, it looked bad. It, you know, I mean, you couldn't even, you couldn't really put tables on it because it was it's the so uneven. Were so yeah. uneven, yeah. yeah. And so, so we just thought, you know, it's, it's actually our property so we're gonna we're gonna put gates on it so people can't go through at night and trash it and do all those things uh and we're you know we'll put a deck and level the whole thing out so we can we can put tables and yeah and now i mean because of like the trees there and and the buildings are close together it has this intimate feel to it and you know it's not even though it's all tomorrow, it's not too loud or too crazy. It, you know, it really is. It's, yeah, it's a it's nice. A nice it's I mean, nice that's setting. the that's the thing that's like. I mean, so unique because there's yeah. only a few places in Aggieville where you really have good al fresco, kind of yeah. like outdoor. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, get a table and, and really enjoy it. You know, there's not that many months in Manhattan where yeah. you can really do yeah, that. But, but that's but, unfortunately. But that's, that's but there's that. there's quite a few more than more yeah. than you'd think because yeah. because so many places don't have it. So yeah. that's a it's a great spot. Especially yeah. even like even on the hottest days where you don't think the patio would be nice, well, they're open till ten or eleven, so that if you go out there at eight or nine, it's cool enough that being on the patio is just fantastic. Yeah, there's you know there's not a lot of spaces in Aggieville like outdoor things that you can even utilize too. I mean, really, in varsity too is kind of one of those mm-hmm. unique situations too because it's it, it's back behind the building and it's it's off of an alley. But again, our property kind of 
ran all the way up to the other building, so we had all that space. And, and you know, being a little bit of a kind of fan of the history of Aggieville and Manhattan, um, right from the beginning with Varsity, the thought was to, to eventually be able to do some late-night food. When, when I was younger, uh, I mean, my grandparents lived here in Manhattan, and so I, I was always here all the time, you know, summers, vacations, things like that. And then uh, my brothers and, brother and sister went to school at K-State, so I was always up visiting them. And so when I was younger, I was probably, the first time I went, I was probably 14 years old. And this was downtown. There was a donut shop called Swanee's downtown. And uh, so I was with, I don't know, you know, my brother or sister, and they, they took me out. To, to Swanee's and it's like midnight you go through this alley and it's dark and dirty but there's all these college kids having fun and and I just I mean I was like this is amazing what is happening and then we go back in the back door of, of this bakery and there was Swanee this old guy with a fish tackle box <laughs> And it just was like overflowing with cash, you know. And you just, <laughs> and you just, and you just walked in and, and like gave him a dollar and you got this hot yum yum donut. And it was just amazing. I mean, I just, like I, it was the coolest thing right. for, you know, like a 14 year old. And I, and I felt like I was, you know, hanging out with like college kids. I mean, like it just, it was, the whole thing to me was amazing and the donut tasted great. And, and so that always stuck with me. That was always, you know, like a, I mean, it just made such an impression on me. So when we when we were working on the, the donut shop, that was always kind of in the back of my mind, especially because it's off of an alley. It, it has, there's something about, you know, you kind of feel like you're in the know. You you know, if if you come from, from Morrow, there's that really narrow mm-hmm. alley, which is really kind of, and we have lights up on it, and, 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 and you kind of wind through there, and you're like, where are we going? What is, what, you know, <laughs> right, what's happening? Right. And then all of a sudden you come out and there's the food truck and movie screen and, you know, and everything. So, uh, so that was, that was a big part. But the other thing was in the beginning, we didn't know really how well the donut shop would do. And, and to do a lot of the work inside for like a hood, it was pretty expensive, but, um, but the state guidelines for the, for a food truck hood are not as expensive. You can do kind of smaller hoods. So we are like, Oh, well, this is a, perfect way to we can put the fryer out there and, and make the donuts and you know and we'll see how well this works well we started doing it, the shop took off and then about a year into is when we started the late night food but so for a while we were doing late night food and the donuts all on the same truck everybody's kind of bumping into each other and, and you know it was time then to okay we let's move the the hood we know that we're going to be able to sell enough yeah. donuts. Let's move the hood inside, you know, and oh, and sure. now the the you know the late night has just kind gosh, of it's taken. I mean, people it's, come to the hotel and they're like, <clears throat> they're here for the varsity truck. You would think yeah. they're like so excited for yeah. ten o'clock to hit. Yeah, so to they hit. Can go so get, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, what is it? The grilled cheese, the grilled mac and, mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just bacon anytime. Bacon <laughs> bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. ten p.m. is a good day. Yeah, yeah. What, how do you think Aggieville has changed over the past, well, since you've been involved in it? Well, it's changed dramatically, but it's, it's interesting because it kind of, it definitely ebbs and flows. 
So when I when I got here, it was right at the tail end of uh, they were just switching the drinking age from eighteen to twenty one. So it was a big change at that point. I mean, there were all these kind of classic bars: the Dark Horse and Mister K's and Aggie Station Brothers and also Rust or not Rusty's at that point. Last Chance Kites. Yeah. Um, and and when it changed, everybody thought, well. This is really going to affect Aggieville a lot. I mean, and, and a lot of bars did close. A lot of those those bars closed right right after that, and uh, you know, and so I thought, well, there's not going to be as many bars. I mean, you know, since now it's 21, people aren't going to go out as much, uh, and, and it it did have that effect in the beginning a little bit. But of course, it's it's always going to be. The bar district, and there's always going to be a lot right. of bars, you know, and so so then it, that kind of cycled back through. But you know, at that point, there there was a lot of retail at at that point, and Woody's. so yeah, Woody. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there was like there was like I just remember like there was all these little Lomans and yeah, all that Lomans stuff down there, and Woody's, and, and, and uh, you know, yeah, it kind of cycled through that yeah. that whole. There were some great, but there's stores, great retail right? there now yeah, too. I mean, yeah. it's funny, you know, you go through these cycles mm-hmm. of uh, yeah. of downtown where you know right now it's like there's these huge, you know, kind of monstrous bar, you know, yeah. blocks. But but uh, but you know, it used it used to be kind of each bar was kind of individualized, and yeah. then there was a retail shop in between almost. So mm-hmm. yeah, it it is funny how how it kind of goes through, like you said, yeah. those cycles. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I've seen kind of those cycles like street side yeah. and now it's street it side, is kind yeah. of, you yeah. know like you know buffalo wild wings bar and you know food yeah. but yeah but I, you know unfortunately different. i don't i mean the the retail part of it is never gonna come back like right. that i mean retail in general not just Aggieville or manhattan right. i mean it's it's you know it's a, it's a different world now and so that that part of it's never gonna be as strong or as big which is kind of too bad but it's i mean you know it's there's nothing we can do about yeah, that. Amazon will own us all yeah, someday. Yeah. But you know, even even the the I think the size of things too, you know, like when when I got here, it was right at the end of kind of the Terry Ray uh, era of, you know, he had a lot of bars and a lot of real estate. And you know, so that kind of ebbs and flows too of who owns a lot of things, you know, and so he had a lot kind of lost it all I mean and and that was the first really big change because he really did have a lot of bars and a lot of control and so when he left there was this pretty big vacuum of people coming in and and you know and I mean all I mean like there's so many characters and so I mean he was a character and uh, his wife was really sharp but and, you know and then they they went to Colorado and actually I was in Colorado I worked for uh for the Hyatt in, in Colorado, and he was there, and you know, of course, even there, there were stories. There was like he had a he had a place, and on New Year's, it switched. It just out of nowhere switched ownership, and the rumor was that that there was a, a real high stakes card game, and oh he he bet he bet the restaurant oh and lost, and so then and then the deal was you know New Year's, so so January first, all of a sudden these new owners came in. And, you know, I don't, I mean, I have no idea if it was true, but there was always, and there were those kind of stories with how he lost 
Aggieville too, you know. So uh, that is bizarre. Yeah, so it, it's it's pretty interesting, you know. But and then you know, like Rusty came in and had a lot of places, and um, you know, and there there currently are, are a lot of people who have multiple locations and buildings, and you know, and kind of adding them on. So yeah, that's all. It's all part of the the cycle, you know. The, the Game of Thrones, if you will. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's it really is kind of and and sadly, there there is that aspect of everybody kind of strategically planning against each other too. I think because it is you know similar businesses that that they're they're not always working in in tandem tandem yeah. for the for the district or for the betterment of everything because they're they're kind of and, and and to be fair a lot of times in the past there's been it's a little bit of a young man's game too in in the bar industry so you you get some people in who are younger and energetic and able to to do the bar scene and so they also come in and they have a very you know I'm just going to worry about myself and focus on myself and not think about everything else and and you know and get competitive and, and a little bit of game of thrones uh <laughs> thing going on uh but but you know I, I think we've done a better job of of really trying to get people together and talk and you know and say here are our overreaching goals of the district and here's what we're trying to do and and so, you know, I think, I think we're making a lot of progress in, in that regard. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. You, you feel like it's better, yeah. the relationships between the owners are better now than they have been? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think right now everybody, you know, I mean, there's still, there's still little factions and things like that. Right. But, but yeah. How close were you to buying Rusty's when it went out? Uh, I, I mean, there's several times that that's happened, and, and uh, there's a, another person in town who has a lot of businesses, and we, I mean, we we looked at it uh, a couple of times, really, and um, you know, it's it's just it's a it's a monster. It's, it's an insanely large. It's spot. it's just big, and so every time you know, every time we really started kind of looking into the numbers and really thinking about it, then there was this part of us that was like, wait, what? <laughs> what are we? Why? Why do we need to take on this kind of headache? And I mean, it's it's just it's such a big place, and 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 so many. You know, I mean, just the late night kind of dealing with some of the problems and issues. It's a little bit more of a There's a lot of nooks and crannies right, in the building right. that lose drug people yeah, in, yeah. for sure. So, you know, honestly, in our thoughts with it, too, if, if that would have ever happened, would have been more, you know, on the restaurant. I mean, focusing on that, more of the restaurant side than, than the bar. But, you know, I don't know if that necessarily made makes sense there so you could right. you could build a casa bonita yeah there you go. Hey, I, 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 I love casa bonita. <laughs> i know you're probably joking and people, people look at me like i'm crazy when when I, I and i think it's just the the childhood thing of me you know going there as a child i i i love that i mean i love there's something about you know with restaurants it's not it's not just one thing it's not just about Food, or it's not just about the service. Yeah, but, Cosmo, but it's, 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 it's about everything. About the well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but, those but enchiladas the show, are but the show is a part of it. I mean, yeah. it's, it it is an experience. I mean, you you should go into a place, and you know, and that's one thing that like 
Julie Haynes is so good at is is uh, you you walk into a place and it just has a feel and a sense and and you immediately kind of know what it is that that they're doing and, yeah. you know and 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 it is it's just it's a little bit of theater you know and and uh, the lighting and, and the music and all that kind of kind of oh goes man I look. I'm not gonna play with you guys. When I went to Casa Bonita, I was super pumped to be there. See, <laughs> and my All parents, right, and my parents left triple digits worth of dollars in that place. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it is not. It is not like an unsuccessful business plan. They're, that place is doing great. <laughs> well, yeah, and they've been there forever. Oh so my god, obviously they're gonna they're gonna yeah. be there. At yeah. when have you? Have I'm you been? really not sure what's going on right now. Oh my god, do you know about Casa Bonita? I know what it means in Spanish. Okay, it is. It, it's this the and it's it and it's weird because it's in a strip mall and even like as a kid I don't think I noticed the strip mall part of it as much as I do now but it's in a strip mall and you you pull up to it but it's this pink thing and it has this huge tire so it looks really big compared to the rest of the strip mall. Where's it at? It's in Denver. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and so you walk in and it's I mean it's. Very, very average Mexican food. No, yeah. So you, so you immediately like get in and you queue, queue up in like this. You go through maze. like maze of right. There's like a rat race of a maze to like get to then like pre-order. Yeah. So you like pre-order at like this ticket. I mean, it's almost like a ticket booth, and they're like, "What do you want?" And you're like, "I guess enchiladas is right. what you guys do." <laughs> and so then like you pre-order and sopapillas, and then like you pre-order and then you get taken to a table. And then they bring you your food, but in the meantime, the parents are like, okay, you can go. Here's five bucks. Right. And then the kids just go nuts because there's like cliff divers that go every 15 oh, minutes. the cliff diving's amazing. It's unbelievable. It sounds like Circus Circus almost. It, it's yeah. kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and then there's and like, like black black bark cave yes, and, and like, like a jail and a wishing well. And, yeah. and even like at the table, you have little, little like flags that, that you pull up and then the server will come over and get you more sopapillas <laughs> or soda or whatever, you know. So as a kid, yeah. you're just constantly like <laughs> raising the flag, more sopapillas, yeah. more, more yeah. Coke. And then, and then, yeah, so your parents are just like, okay, please leave the table, go run around. Run around, yeah. <laughs> like and get it's basically like the Wild West because there's really <laughs> oh, no, yeah. they're like And 90, it's huge, it's huge. Oh, it's enormous. Yeah. And 90% of the children are unsupervised. Yeah, like, absolutely, that's just running around. Just run. running yeah. wild. yeah. yeah. So it's it's so like we're supposed to have this great. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, we could have had it. But Kevin right. could have brought, right. brought it. I should have. That would, that would have been great. <laughs> See, okay, next time Rusty's comes up, we have a blood pact that you're bringing. You're bringing <laughs> Casa Bonita to Manhattan, yeah. Kansas. Well, I think I think Kites is going to be changing again here pretty soon too. So, so there you go. All right. Also, Azul or Wabash or whatever it is. Yeah, is Gordo. No, uh, Gordo. So uh, the couple who they have uh, El Tapatia, mm-hmm. mm. they are opening Gordos here. Pretty, they should be open pretty soon. Awesome. Uh, and so I'm, yeah, I'm excited. They're they're a really they're a great couple. They uh, they do a good job and and they have some good ideas for. I mean, I that place could really be. It was the first yes. one to you know have a patio and go up. Right. And I always thought the first person to go up is, is going to do well. I think it's just they they had problems with how they laid it out. And then, you know, when they first opened, of course, they, they didn't have anything up there. So you'd go up on the patio to sit and you'd order something. The waitress would say, oh, 
we don't have that <laughs> up here. And we have that downstairs. And it's like, oh, okay. Believe it or not, I came to hang out up here. Right. So, you know, I think it, it, they'll, they'll be able to figure out all those things and, right. and do it right. So I'm, I'm excited for Gordo. So that'll be good. What do you think the next way Aguil is going to grow is? Do you think people are going to start doing like two-story buildings? or? I do. I think, yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're being pretty secretive about the lot that's kind of right across from Stickle. Um, but I, I get the sense that it's probably going to be a two-story. Uh, I mean, probably, probably retail and then maybe some units above or, or something. Right. Yeah. It seems to be working at the end of Moro there, yeah. that right at 11th and Moro where Wahoo is. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that those aren't yeah. selling out as quickly as you are in the market, those yeah. apartments up there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that, yeah, that, I think that, that's one thing. And then, uh, I mean, hopefully they're moving forward on trying to do some things with parking garage and, and yeah. yeah. So. Can you give us some uh, behind the scenes conversations about the parking garage? Uh, I mean, I, I think most of it's pretty public. I mean, I, you know, they, they've just settled on an architect to, to really come in and work on, uh, they'll do some of the streetscape, but, but the design for a parking garage, I mean, that doesn't mean it's a, it's happening. It's a done deal. It's fine. You know, but, but they did, uh, just, they interviewed several architects and, and picked an architect that so cool. so that's good i mean it's it's progress it's, so what's this i mean how many would you say in the aggieville crowd want to have moro shut down and be kind of like pedestrian only like my uh my dream world would be basically oh, turning it pedestrian yeah. only pedestrian only and and you know yeah turn it into a big open air yeah you know bar mm-hmm. go cups the whole thing at night so that's my that's my idea yeah and we're a long ways from that i mean obviously the the parking is the first part that has to happen with that you got to get parking elsewhere uh the the state of kansas even just just recently right right um but that doesn't mean that that it would happen here that easily the you would, ha- you would have to. You would the have state to. of Kansas. Sorry, sorry to back up. The yeah. state of Kansas passed a law that said that you could designate an area as long as you had some sort of barrier that right. was constructed, right. Right. which could Roman be could right. be like tape. Right. I mean, it doesn't have right. to be like right. a like a wall, but so, that could designate an area as a free yeah and free it, zone for and, people to carry drinks. And I think probably if we did that, it would it would have to be, I don't think it would be necessarily like during a day type thing where everybody can just walk around carrying a beer during the day. It'd be more, a little bit like Westport. If you go to Westport now, they have barricades before you really kind of get in there and you have to show your ID to get through the barricade gotcha. at night, you know? And, and so I think it would probably be some, some kind of model like that uh, but you know, there's there's a lot of points of entry to Aggieville. So, so yeah, so it's it's. Uh, I mean, it would be amazing, and and I think people are probably thinking about that and working. But there's there would be there's a lot of hurdles. There's a lot of hurdles uh, for yeah, sure to to get to that point. I think, but it would be uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be nice. I think it'd be That'd good be awesome. good for the. The district too. If you had to put a timeline on something like that happening uh, on the weekends, 
I mean, are we looking at five years or are we looking at probably, uh, probably more like 10? More like 10 years? Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. What about for Fake Patties Day? You think we'll be able to do something? Well, Fake Patties Day, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that happened with Fake Patties Day was being able to close it off right. in general. I mean, that, that made all the difference in the world once they just said, all right, we're going to close off all of Aggieville and not allow traffic through there. And I mean, that just... A lot less vandalism happened. Oh, I mean, I like, well, and, and, and people are in the street a lot more now. Everybody's kind of milling around. So they're not crammed into these bars and, and that's when a lot of the fights happen and all that kind of... I mean, it just... It, it, it had a much more of a festive... I don't know, you know, just, yeah. I mean, a nice feel to it. Right. Compared to before, it was kind of this just drunk, crazy thing so so that helped a lot um i mean you know obviously you still can't walk around and drink but but that might be the 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 first the the test case would be you know let's let's get a one-time pass for that weekend to where they can walk around holding drinks you know problem is it may that may be a hard fight the 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 city of manhattan still has has a negative impression of fake patty's day and it and it's it's interesting because it's all whatever happens in the beginning i mean people feel this way about country stampede you know like there are still so many townies that like oh it's stampede weekend we're going out of town and it's not like that i mean now they're they have so many food vendors and 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 they're more restrictive about getting in and out of uh, the stampede so People stay out there the whole week, and then they hardly, they, they do come to town. They hit, you know, Walmart and that area pretty hard. But it's not like Aggieville is this crazy thing, or even any of the restaurants are, are crazy. It's actually, for us, it's one of our slowest weekends of the summer because everybody assumes that it's just going to be filled with stampede people so they don't even go to Aggieville so then we don't get any business at all you know? <laughs> so it's but it's all because at the very beginning of stampede that's it was this free-for-all it was this crazy thing and they didn't have food out there and then people could come and go so people were all over town and they were drunk and they were all over you know and so you people get that in their mind and they think oh it's this horrible weekend I got to get out of here and it's not like that anymore and 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 you know fake patty's day is the is the same it's we're figuring out we we have you know a lot of a lot of police involvement we have you know I don't know like a our Red Cross tent, yeah, you know. Right. I mean, I, you know, a lot of things in place now, and and again, opening it up. All so it's and and really, once you once you get all the the kind of police interaction and things like that, it it's it's not as crazy as it used to be. So it's not as fun. So you know, even the numbers are getting smaller because it's not right. the. I mean, what made it kind of. This, this thing to do in the beginning was because it was just a free-for-all. It was just a Wild West. And so everybody's like, yeah, we're going to go and just be nuts, you know. And you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you step on the sidewalk with a drink and then right. give me an open container. So so now it's, you know, it's, I mean, there's, and, and that's not to say that there's still, not still a lot of trips to the emergency room with, you know, alcohol poisoning. And, you know, there's not still all kinds of stuff that does happen yeah. that weekend. But it's, uh, you know, it's completely different than it was in the beginning. But the, the town still thinks of, has all those memories right. of 
how it, how crazy it really was. And it was. I mean, in the beginning, it right. was it was nuts, you know. And we weren't ready for it. We just weren't expecting it in the beginning. You know? so. I don't know how you could have. It was I, my first memory was I've shared this with, when we had uh, Officer Robinson mm-hmm. on. Uh, I was working at Blue Stim. I, I think I know the exact Ooh. story. Yeah, that... I don't know if I want to share it again. You guys, if you guys yeah. want to download an episode <laughs> about fake Patty, I think I, I remember that. Yeah, that that yeah. I mean, and and then a lot of the the staff, their cars. Uh, you know, people were like walking on their cars. And right, got right. Dinner and we're doing other things on their cars. Yeah. No, we're doing other things on the car. But in broad daylight, you know, that, I mean, that, and I think the story you're probably, was a girl too. Yeah. Like, right, really? Yeah, <laughs> pretty bizarre. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, are we down to the last question? Uh, yeah, sure. So Kevin, are you familiar with what a townie is? Yes. Do you, do you feel like you're a townie? And if so, why? Uh, yeah, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. As I said, my, my grandparents lived here. So even when I was, when I was younger, I probably came to Manhattan more than any other town. I and mean, we were always going to football games and basketball games. And, uh, so I always spent a lot of time here and I, you know, watched all the different changes from the time I was a little kid. I mean, that's part of the deal with Varsity Donuts is that it was where the palace was and I loved going to the palace as a kid and you know and sitting on the stools and spinning around and you know I mean I just I loved the palace and uh, and my mom had sold puzzles to the palace and you know and things I mean I just had this history with it and so when it was kind of struggling and, and not doing very well even though I I think there was a part of me that knew that retail's changing and it's right. like not going in the direction you wanted. To. <laughs> yeah. But I still, I I had so much. I mean, I was sentimental about it, but I also loved it. I thought, well, I'm gonna do what I can to try and keep that going. So bought it and tried to add food to it to try and help out. But it just, you know, it was. The time had passed. It, yeah. you know, it'd been, well, I mean, it'd been there ninety years or so. You another, know, another, cla- another classic example because I loved going in there and getting my gummy bears. Yeah, exactly. I was just fun the at the palace. That yeah. everything's going great for me. Yeah. It was just me. Yeah. It was just me. Great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> glad you turned it into varsity donuts because yeah. my kids absolutely yeah. love going there yeah. and scarfing on some donuts yeah. on the weekend. Well, so weekend. yeah, so so then I, you know, then I, I, of course, had to be the bad person to close it down <laughs> no, after all that no, time. No. but nobody but, honestly know. no that's the best thing about i mean if i mean like you could have been yeah. the bad guy but yeah. like nobody's gonna think of you that way because varsity, because varsity. Mm-hmm. well because so it closed and then you know i had the the building and was trying to and and honestly i was kind of licking my wounds a little bit and like i i don't really want to do something else so let's rent it out but you know the people that were interested in renting it out it wasn't quite what that space needed to, to be. And, and, uh, you know, just more and more started thinking and, and, uh, my partners in it, uh, have other shops in, in Aggieville and, you know, and, and we just started talking more and more about donuts and, and, and really we wanted, because retail's not there as much in Aggieville, uh, and, and, this is not anything against the bars. It's just every district needs diversity in it to, mm-hmm. to make it a vibrant, you know, place to, right. to go. So, you know, we 
kept thinking, I mean, we need something else that's, you know, family-oriented, just mm-hmm. what you said, Absolutely. kids, you know, I mean, a place where people can go into Aggieville, have fun, and think of, think of it as this great place to go with their family, which is not always something that you think of with Aggieville. So, but it was when I grew up, and mm-hmm. so, you know, you've got to keep those anchors there, and uh, so, yeah, we just started talking more and more about donuts, and, and, and. Look at you now. Yeah, exactly. And now, now you would think that Varsity's been there for nine right, years. Right, right. I mean, it just it feels like yeah. it's it's been it feels like this classic thing in Aggieville, uh, and even though it's you know it's like six years. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN always make sure to mention it. When oh my for a game gosh, it's crazy the the amount. Crazy. Yeah, especially the amount of free press that we get from from all that. I mean. ESPN or CBS, any of those. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, I mean, I think that alone makes you a townie. You could probably move yeah. to your just open varsity donuts and be like, yep, yeah. he's a townie. Yeah. But, but no, I mean, I guess to finish off that, that question, moved here to go to school in 88. Uh, left for a while. I mean, I lived in the other college town in Kansas down the, down the road <laughs> on I-70 oh, for geez. a little while. I know. And, uh, uh, you know, trying to, trying to be a professional musician <laughs> and that didn't work very well. It usually goes well for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, I lived in Colorado for a little while. Um, but I don't, I, I mean, one, I, I started to miss Kansas and family and, and, and I just, I don't know, there's something about Manhattan, just love Manhattan. And, and I, I wanted to start. A business. I wanted. I didn't. You know. I. I really wanted to to be an entrepreneur and do that. And I certainly wasn't going to do that in Colorado. It's it's expensive. I didn't know anyone there. But here in Manhattan, it was like, oh well. I'm already friends with all the plumbers, all the electricians, all the. I mean, I. You know, the bankers. I already know everybody, and it's it's just. It was a lot easier to come back into this community and and be able to build things because you're already, I mean you already have those connections and those and and, and and it is a great community people really want to help out right. and, and and be and and make the community grow and and be a better community so so yeah I mean I, I definitely Manhattan's my home I, I I'm not leaving till you have, <laughs> have to drag me out of here <laughs> so that's awesome man that's yeah. pretty. Put them in Meadowlark. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I already, I already have a room reserved. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Take it in. That's All right. right. That's well, right. Kevin, you don't look like you're ready for Meadowlark. <laughs> Thanks. We told, we told him earlier he looked like a, like a slightly better looking little finger from Game of Thrones. Yeah, so as, as you're trying nicer. to... You know, not hopefully not nicer. totally better looking. I mean, slightly better. I didn't say, like, way better. I mean, you don't look like a Lannister or anything. Right? That's right, that's right. I don't have. I don't quite have that. Awesome. Thanks for coming on today, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.